Hey, happy day. You know, today is a day here in this country um, where we reflect back and thank we're, we just reflect and we're thankful for things. And so part of Thanksgiving for me, I'm going to take you down an interesting road. And this really is the things that I'm thankful for that I definitely used to despise about myself. And part of the entirety of this process has been healing from the realities of my life. And so I have a list of five things. We are walking through just a practice of acknowledgement of like how far you've come this year. Think of the things that you let go of that weren't serving you over the course of this year and how you're better because you started including that piece of you. And so I wrote a list of five. You can kind of write whatever that list looks like for you. But most importantly, I think It's about the transition and the growth of your whole self. And a lot of times that comes with including those things that we've built ourselves up in our lives to kind of despise or hate. So I'm breaking down my list today. Go ahead and create your own list. It's a little bit of a different thankful list, but it is really all down to this idea of being thankful for the things that make up you. And maybe those were things that you haven't always loved. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough, that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like. Season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you want to start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here 
five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Ness, the extraordinaire. <sighs> okay, I even said that with a straight face. Here we are. Um, let's go ahead and dive in with our great thing. Okay. My great thing was, well, is, it's happening right now. Waking up, recording this podcast, I had kind of laid in bed and I'm like, you know, no one wants to hear you on Thanksgiving. Um, I will go ahead and timestamp this one. No one, no one's going to listen anyway. So why, why would you record this episode? No one cares. And the truth of reality is no one cares any other day either. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You know, the roots and the importance of what I'm doing may never matter to that many people, may never hold truth or be important to anyone, but true to the day that I started, this is meant to help one person. One day, one sentence, one word. Like, it doesn't matter what you show up for, right? It doesn't matter if this serves you for the rest of your life or it served you through a very specific moment in your life or it continues serving you or it stops serving you. Like, what's important is that no matter where it was, no matter what day, even if it was Thanksgiving and you just stumbled upon here for some reason, like, it exists first and foremost because I love doing this. I love continuing to invest and grow and discover, you know, the truth of where my dream died and how I will always be recovering from that moment. And so, you know, my great thing is just showing back up here, showing back up, doing the work, getting messy, showing up for the, for the one listen, showing up for the two listen, showing up for who knows, someone who may listen 10 years from now. Like, what if this is meant to be some sort of Picasso moment where, you know, you slave and you create because you can't imagine your life without it and you just keep moving even though there's really no reason to. And then all of a sudden you experience your certain demise and maybe then, you know, Maybe then. No, I don't know. You know, and I don't think you ever know what that timing looks like. There's no way to predict and perfect and and know. That's why you just have to jump and trust and follow your own passions of things that drive you and light you up and excite you every day. Because success really isn't something that's all that tangible. It's ever-changing. Success looks different today than it did yesterday. And so I think most importantly, like focus on the things that you enjoy doing. 
stop signing up for things that are going to be easy, that are going to get you there as fast as possible. Like, start leading with what you love. Period. So for me, that looked like this morning, laying in bed, going, do you really want to wake up early this morning? Do you really have to do this podcast? Does it actually matter? And yes, like it matters. My days are different when I don't do this podcast, I promise you. And I was going to release from the vault today. I was like, it's throwback Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Like, let's do it. Let's go there. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, if I'm supposed to come on here, like serve me up with the topic today. What are we supposed to talk about? What does this group of people need right now in this moment? What is it? And I laid there for a little bit, pondered that and boom, topic served right up on a platter like a beautiful large 30 pound thanksgiving turkey that most certainly no one is serving this year uh, because of the world and the way that it is right now but that's how we're serving it up today and so it was delivered on a platter i asked for it it came i sat here i pondered and i thought about like what would be the benefit what would i get if i did that, right? If I didn't record, if I, if I didn't wake up and there really wasn't a benefit, I was going to be awake either way. Right. And I just enjoy doing this. So here we are. My great thing. I woke up, I did it anyways. I did it because I love this work. I did it because I'm hoping whenever you hear this, it serves you because I asked what's going to serve me and this group of people with where we're at right now. And then just that, that final ask of help it find that person in that moment when they need it. So that's my great thing. Take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your great thing. Go ahead, practice that with people. Do it with your kids. That's like an easy, non-offensive one. Do it with your spouse. Do it with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, significant other, uncle, aunt, sister, person in your life, the person who lives on the corner. I don't know. Your best friend. Just start practicing it. It's life-changing work. It will impact your confidence. It will impact your ability to navigate this world as a confident, sure woman and man and whoever, just person, period, right? And that's a big deal when it's called on and it will be, and you don't know when. So let's start practicing how we talk about how great we are. Let's get really good at it. Like practice it every weekday. That's five days a week. And if you want to go crazy, do it on the weekends too, because it's not going to hurt you. Building your skill set and your ability to speak to how good you are, how great you are, is not going to hurt you at any point. Unless you're some, no, I don't think it will. I actually just tried to come up with maybe a possibility of it hurting you and I don't think it can. 
Okay. Let's go in. First off, I am cooking today. We all know how much anxiety that is certainly giving my family. I definitely have like three backup plans because, okay, I have one backup plan, but like it's ready. It's thawed. It's good to go. It can go in the instant pot. It will take like, if we all of a sudden know and realize that things are headed South, um, because that's what happens. You know, I'm even doing a zoom call with my sisters and my mother, and we're preparing our kind of main dish together. And so like, what could go wrong? But I'm like ready just in case. Okay. I have to feed people and I want to feed people really good food. So this is, this is not the norm for me. The norm for me is showing up with, let's see, what do I typically bring? Thanksgiving. I don't know. Sometimes I do party potatoes, normally not on Thanksgiving because normally that's a pretty like mashed potato centric holiday. Um, so I wouldn't overwhelm there. If I was bringing a salad, I would say pickle wrap dip. It's about three ingredients, all of which I can pretty much handle. And so that would generally be my main contribution anywhere that we're showing up. For the most part, we're just showing up as ourselves. We're eating all the food. We're not cooking anything. No one wants that. I definitely should be the condiment paper plate utensil type person. That should be the ask of me. I'm just saying anyone who, who knows me, who would maybe put me on a list of like, what could Hannah bring? Probably Hannah bringing anything non-edible is the best route to go. But I try. I really do. So I have backup plans. Don't you worry. We are going to get through this holiday. I am going to feed all four of us for all three meals. I'm very confident in my breakfast option. That's one thing that I do know. My second meal really is just going to be kind of a grab and go, like not real official sit down meal, but just kind of snack and game and do fun things um, this afternoon. And then like, we're about to bring it home for dinner. I'm just saying, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Fine. I'll go ahead and put pictures on my Instagram, possibly my Facebook story. I'll let you know what we're doing. You can see, did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? If you see ribs on that last plate, um, I got it wrong and everything went wrong. And we had to probably throw out a very expensive slab of meat that I bought for our last meal. Okay. We got this. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good. Okay. So <laughs> in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I decided that I wanted to make a list of the things that I'm thankful for that I used to truly hate about myself. Uh, I know that's kind of a weird thing. Like, huh, you're going to be thankful for things that you hate. And here's, here's the thought process on that. Okay. I used to really hate all of the things that were true to me. I used to cover them up. I used to bury them down. 
because there wasn't really a place for that person to, to navigate in the real world, real world. And so I kind of just acted like she didn't exist. And I manifested this kind of hard, cold person who was just really sarcastic and never really let anyone or anything in. Nothing could penetrate this. Well, okay. Anyways, we won't get further into that. And that person, you know, really was successful. It's not a lie. Like when you think about the world, the people who win typically do look like that. And so that was the route that I was going and it was all good. Right. And then this year sort of happened and I had the first opportunity that I had ever had to really sit in my own head and figure out what are those things? What even are those things that, you know, when I got to just sit and be myself for, I think it was about four weeks where it was just true silence. I was still going to work, but there just wasn't a whole lot being done there. And so it was just a lot of self-reflection and silence. And in that moment, all of a sudden I start uncovering these things about myself. And I start to kind of let them in. And so that's really the top of most of this list. Um, some of it is just like forgiveness of just where I ended up showing up at. And so let's go ahead and go down this list. So first, the first and foremost thing that I'm thankful for that I really struggled with is my feelings. Um, my feelings, right? Like actually fully feeling things, actually fully embracing and loving that I love things, that I'm excited about things, that, that things and feelings and people light me up, that I can read and feel energies, and that that is something that serves me very well. Um, I would say that one really was a pandemic-found thankful thing. Um, not really, I don't think that I would have allowed myself to feel again had that not happened, had I not had this realization that nothing, nothing really mattered except those feelings, right? And so that's, that's the top of my list. I'm still doing a lot of work to better understand those feelings, to better understand who I need to be and how I need to show up and what this person does and who she is and how she exists in this world. And I just got a couple of books that are going to help me a lot with that. Um, or just a lot with better understanding who that person is. And so for me, it's just all about you know, that ability to close the door. 
it's really just all about my ability to, to dive into those things. And the first step to that really was allowing myself to feel, to actually feel feelings, even though feelings are scary and unknown and hard to navigate, like allow myself to fully feel them. And I had been dimming them for a long time because they were hard to understand, hard to comprehend, and more than anything, hard to deal with. Um, so that's my first one. The second one was like having a whole lot of ideas and the ideas were super overwhelming for a very long time. And I would always have this overwhelm, this like overload. of ideas and thoughts and processes and ways to perfect and improve and, you know, change the world. And when those were directed at something, they were amazing. But what it honestly most of the time looked like was me having all of these ideas, the ideas overwhelmingly swimming out any chance that I got to speak with someone who wanted to expand a little bit further and they came in overwhelming waves and I never knew what to do with them. Even writing them down didn't really help because of my like overwhelming passion for any given thing once I get a chance with it. And so my billions of ideas was something that I hated about myself They were hard to contain. They were really hard to understand. And they were definitely harder to navigate in the like free running world. And so now having transitioned to this new space, like the bounty of ideas, the richness of ideas is going to serve me very well as we enter into this um, serial entrepreneur state. So, you know, And my ability to juggle a lot of things is going to help in bringing a lot of those ideas to life and seeing where they end up. Because it really is just a matter of throwing things against the wall and testing and moving and continuing. So my ideas, my magnitude of ideas is not something that I always loved, but it's now something that's serving me very well as I step into this new realm. Um, my passion, this one kind of goes with the last two is like the second that I would get on anything, my, my passion always drives and delivers. I can't even explain it. I would say if you had watched me as an athlete, it wasn't that I was super good as much as it just was that I was so into it and so excited and competitive and just like hardwired for whatever it was, right? Whatever performance we were giving, I was all in. And, you know, passion can lead to exhaustion, especially when you're trying to direct your passion at things that don't really excite you, right? At things that other people don't understand your passion um, try to, to dim your passion, try to tell you that you're overexcited, that you're just a lot. Um, 
<laughs> about any given thing. Like you shouldn't get that excited over so many things. You just need to calm down a little bit. And no, like I can't, I can't calm that down. That's intrinsically who I am as a person. This like passion, loving, moving spirit in this world. So my passion was definitely something that was a struggle point. But again, it's really hard to operate in the normal world as someone who's extremely passionate, unless you're kind of in that field, right? Of like the arts or, you know, it's got to be something that values that. For me, that was sports. And when I lost that, there really wasn't an outlet anymore. And I almost had to remove that because that wasn't even my true outlet, right? So, okay, I have my last two. And what I'll suggest if you want to do this practice for yourself, I think it's just in looking at the things that you're healing from. You know, for me, this year really has been a lot about self-reflection and the full healing of loving who I am called to show up on this earth as. And so that this list of five really is just things that I used to think held me back that are now like powering this next chapter. And so that's what I kind of left this list of five to. Things that I'm thankful for that I definitely, even in January, would have said I I didn't fully understand the power of those things. So my my body is one of those. Like it was always a constant fight of like this body just isn't really serving me. And you probably hear that tone throughout. And now that I've been working closer in this anti-diet space, now that I've been um you know, filling my feed with people who support anti-diet and that movement, I've found out how much I love this body of mine, you know, and how important it is for her to exist as she is. And then I can really decide where I want to take her, but I can't take her anywhere if the motivation and the movement is really coming from hate, right? I have to love her fully first, however she's called to show up in this world. And what I realized is like my body knows how it wants to show up and it really isn't even worth the mental energy that I was putting into trying to show up as anything but that. So that's my body. I, I am getting to a healing place where I am actually loving this person, who she is, how she moves, um, what her, <laughs> what her legs look like, right? And it's not about perfection because there's really no reason to chase that. Like what is perfect for me is different from what anybody else shows up in this world as. So that love really just had to start with the acceptance of this one body that I get and the opportunity that I have to try to change that or change something about it, just improve it, right? Because we're never going to change it, but like it can't come from a place of hate. 
and any movement that I would have made prior to even three months ago would have mostly been out of hate. Ew, your thighs are disgusting. You should probably do some squats. Ugh, is that cellulite? Mm. Uh, I don't know, a scrub, a body scrub, right? That works, like the caffeine ones that have coffee. Can you make your own body scrub? Like, how do you do that? I'm sure I can go on Pinterest. Let's go ahead and figure that out. How do you how do you make your cellulite go away? I could, I could rub my legs a lot. I got time to do that. Like, let's do that. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't end well when it's movement out of hate. So we had to let that one go. This is my like final thing. Okay. Are you ready? Of my list of five things, this one has been the hardest to heal and forgive. And there is nothing I could do about it. Um, Iowa makes my list. Iowa was always a sore point in my story. I never really understood how anyone could want to wind up here. (laughs) Like even from when I was a very small child, I really hardcore dreamt about being the one person who made it out of this town, never being the person who came back as a lot of us do, right? How many Iowans have that vision for their life and how many of us wind right back up here right and it's okay right because a lot of us choose to come back here you know I know for Jordan and I the start of three years ago so the start of 30 really looked like exploring a lot of different places because of this narrative of this idea that Iowa is not a place where you can build an empire. Iowa is not a place where you can do anything because there just aren't like-minded people for the things that we had on our dream list. And today I just want to acknowledge that Iowa is actually the perfect place. When you, when you think about it, like grand scheme and the pandemic is definitely helping all of us to change up how we were doing things. And so now more than ever, whatever it is that you want to do, you can, you can do from here. And most importantly, from here, the the balance is so much better here, right? Because the cost of living is so low, because you likely have some family here, I don't know your specific story, but because there are people here that can support you. And if you have a family or you aspire to have a family, like that's a beautiful thing, having those people around to help raise them. Because guess what? If you have big, bodacious dreams, I will tell you that it is going to be difficult slash near impossible to do that on your own, to have it all and not ask for any help. So I don't know. I just have completely shifted. Like I think Iowa is the perfect place, especially for me. Like I'm talking about people rescuing themselves from their dreams dying. And I can't think of a better, more specific place where dreams die than here. And I, I, 
it's not really related to any of us and any given reason as much as it's just related to as I continue to do research and I'm definitely going to start conducting my own research in the form of just like surveys about that moment when your dream died and like was there a conscious acknowledgement in your mind that you really only had one shot that dreaming big just wasn't allowed for you because of where you came from right because you came from small town and for me it sounded a lot like this there are few and far between people who make it out of here. I can still remember like the one person that everybody talked about in my town. And I just submitted a talk on this subject um, last week. But I think, you know, you hear those folklore tales of like Benny who made it out. And now he works with celebrities and he's out in California. And I guess I always wanted to be that person. And right around the time that my dream died, I just realized that that was far off the table and I needed to come home and just kind of settle, settle. And I actually projected that hurt on my own husband and helped him to come back into the settling of our lives. And, you know, I think this, this state is the greatest place to not settle. I think we've been told wrong and the world is rapidly changing. And so if you're sitting here in this state or you're in another state and you have a similar narrative that kind of follows your state or your town closely, I want you to heal from that. And I want you to start acknowledging that and finding the reasons that it is the best place for you to thrive and create the life of your dreams. For me, there are so many reasons that this is the perfect place. And so here we are. As always, you are smart, you are strong, you are beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, you can head over to Hannah Nuss. Dot com. That's where you'll find everything, everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do, and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.